السلام علیکم و رحمت اللہ اشد اللہ شہ واشد محمد بسم اللہ الحمد للہ سرمان was broadcast directly to the world through MTA. This is the age when in accordance with the prophecies of the Holy Prophet ﷺ, the message of Islam was to spread in all corners of the world through his spiritual son. The world was to contract into one global village and the new inventions were to aid and assist the promised Messiah in this task. Today your country has also become a witness to the fact that the message of Ahmadiyyad that is true Islam has reached here through the promised Messiah and is being heard all over the world from here. And Ahmadi should not be content simply because all new inventions have been pressed into the service of the true servant of the Holy Prophet for the spread of his message. Nor should you be happy merely because Allah the Almighty through His grace has provided you the opportunity to join Ahmadiyyat. These are the blessings from Allah the Almighty 
that he bestowed on us and on the Jamaat of the Promised Messiah It is certainly our good fortune that Allah enabled us to accept the Promised Messiah It is the favor and beneficence of Allah the Almighty that we have been included amongst those responsible to fulfill the prophecy of the Holy Prophet We are fortunate indeed that Allah the Almighty has enabled us to convey to the promised Messiah in accordance with the prophecy of the Holy Prophet His greetings of peace All these are blessings of Allah the Almighty Having received so many blessings, we have certain certain responsibilities on us and we should bring about special reformation in ourselves. This is because the Reformer, the Messiah and the Mahdi with whom we associate ourselves and announce that the Messiah and the Mahdi that was supposed to come according to the prophecies of the Holy Prophet ﷺ, has come and that we are his followers, we invite, O people of the world, join this community if you want to improve yourselves in this world and have a good life in the hereafter. So if we do not realize our responsibilities, and do not bring about changes for our lives after accepting Ahmadiyyat, then our claims and slogans will be hollow. The world will ask ask us the difference between them and us. If having believed in the Promised Messiah, we do not cause any reformation to occur within us, there will be no visible difference in our lives and theirs. In fact, we may be doubly guilty. Therefore, this is a serious moment for every Ahmadi to ponder and should assess his own life and see how the, he can transform his life to fulfill the expectations that our Imam expects from each one of us and how we should live our lives if we develop the habit of self-assessment in the changes in our lives will begin to occur. When we assess ourselves, we should see what the Prophet Islam expects from ex, uh, expects from us I place before you the words of the Prophet Muhammad for self-examination Hazur states Islam, it must be remembered that not obeying some of the injunction, injunctions of Allah the Almighty it must be remembered that not obeying some of the injunctions of Allah the Almighty is tantamount 
to rejecting all the commandments. Allah the Almighty does not like to share if one portion belongs to Satan and the other to Allah the Almighty. This system has been created so that man can come nearer to Allah the Almighty. Although it is difficult to achieve nearness to God and it requires a sort of death, yet in this is the existence of real life. Blessed is he who throws out the satanic portion from his life and his household so so that his life and his town also become recipient of that blessing. But if he receives only a small portion, then it will not be a blessing until he affirms his bath by his conduct. In itself, bath is nothing. Just as a person will not be happy with you, just as a person will not be happy with you if you talk a lot but do not deliver. Likewise, Allah the Almighty has the highest self-respect amongst the most respected. Can it be that on the one hand you obey him and on the other obey his enemies? This is hypocrisy. One should not care about Zayd or Bakr or any other person. In this regard, one should remain steadfast to the last breath of one's life. Evil is of two kinds. One is to associate others with God, not to understand His magnificence and majesty, and to be lax in His worship and in His obedience. Second is to show no affection to His servants and not to remit the rights that belong to them. It is, necessary, it is necessary that one should refrain from both evils. One should remain steadfast in obedience to God and stand firm on the covenant that one has undertaken in wrath. Do not cause any harm to God's creatures. Study the Holy Quran with full attention and act on its injunctions. Avoid frivolous and idle talk and shun idolatrous assemblies. Establish the five-time prayers. In short, there should be no divine commandments that you defer. Keep your body clean and purify your heart of any grudge malice or envy. These are the things that God desires from you. So, this is a fundamental matter that He has told us about. Accept some of what Allah the Almighty says and accept some of what Satan says. There has to be one. You can either become the servant of Allah or you can follow Satan because it is not possible as I have said that except Allah and Satan at the same time remember that when Satan disobeyed God Almighty Allah 
the Almighty declared him as the rejected and disgraced. Satan promised God, I will continue to entice your servants. I will continue showing them the worldly attraction and I will sit in the way that leads to you so that I can continue to seduce your servants. Allah the Almighty made it clear to him, I will fill hell with those who listen to you. Indeed, ever since the creation of Adam, Allah the Almighty had determined that those who associate with Satan would break off their relationship with God Almighty. Therefore, the first thing that the Prophet Muhammad told us when we accepted Ahmadiyya was to develop a relationship with Allah the Almighty. And, this, and he stated that Allah the Almighty has established Jamaat Ahmadiyya so that those who join this Jamaat are the ones who establish a special relationship with Allah the Almighty. He said, there is a custom in this world that among two friends, a friend does not want the other to keep friendship with his enemy. Similarly, Allah's self-esteem would not tolerate that one should claim friendship with Allah, the Almighty, and promise to follow His commandments after taking bath at the hand of the Prophet Muhammad and yet associate any partner with Allah. This is a fundamental commandment in the Holy Quran that one who associates partners with Allah cannot be a Muslim. Allah the Almighty has made it very clear that He will never forgive anyone who associates partners with Allah. He says, Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bihi Meaning that Allah will never forgive that any partner is associated with Him. Because of the, this fundamental commandment, the promised Messiah, Wasallam, has made it the first condition of bath that the one taking bath should promise with total sincerity that in future he would avoid associating partners with Allah the Almighty until he enters his grave. In other words, he will make it compulsory for himself that he will not go anywhere near this association. The Prophet Messiah has given a very fine explanation of this association. If we look at our everyday life, we would be horrified lest we come under the displayer of God. He states, shirk, associating partner with Allah, does not only mean that stones or inanimate objects are worshipped. In fact, shirk is that the worldly means are worshipped. In fact, shirk is that 
the worldly means are worshipped and emphasis is placed on the worldly gods. Then he states, the other kind of shirk is to place too much reliance on worldly means. Like saying that had such and such not happened, I would have died. This is also a shirk. He said, in this age of enlightenment and wisdom, no one really gets involved in the outright shirk or idolatry. However, in this age of materialistic advancement, the worship of material means has increased considerably. Hazur further states, hidden idolatry is that one respect something as he respects Allah or he loves something when he should respect Allah or he is afraid about it or depends on it totally see to what depths of idolatry he has drawn our attention some people do not perform their salat on time or sometimes forget that it needs to be observed on time because they are busy in their worldly work and pursuits. They cannot say their prayer at work or at their place of business. This only means that they consider their work or their business more important than the worship of God the Almighty. Instead of believing God Almighty as their provider, they consider their work or their business as the source of their income. Had they placed God Almighty above everything and had thought that whatever they receive is due to the blessings of Allah, they would have first thought of worshipping Him and prostrating before Him. It is the five prayer which if performed with total devotion and purity of heart that show that the person has a real fear of Allah and the Almighty in Him and before Him everything else is insignificant. Therefore, every Ahmadi should firmly keep in mind that our provider, our sustainer and creator is our Allah. He is the one who nurtures us and He is our sustainer. In short, the highest sin is to associate anything or anyone with Allah the Almighty and and especially the hidden idolatry. Another form of idolatry is to tell a lie in order to gain some benefit or advantage. Lies are told in the course of conducting a business or to make false statements in the court of law to win a case. Once the opponents of the Prophet Muhammad filed a suit against him, the nature of the case was such 
that uh, in the opinion of the lawyers, if the Prophet Muhammad did not give the statement as the lawyer wanted, they felt certain that he would be found guilty. The fact was that the Prophet had sent by post a manuscript to a press for publication. In the same package that contained the manuscript, he enclosed a letter of instructions in a separate envelope. According to the rules of the post office, this was an offense because of the enmity of the owner of the press. He informed the post office about the offense. And the post office instituted a criminal case in the court against the Prophet Muhammad The proposal of the lawyer was to say that he did not personally place that letter in the parcel. The Prophet categorically stated that he would never tell a lie and that he was not going to offend his God out of fear of some punishment. When the case started, the judge asked him if he had included the envelope in the packet. The Prophet replied, yes, and said that the subject matter of the letter was related to the subject of the manuscript and that he never intended to insert that letter to save any money. The judge was so impressed by this statement that he acquitted, acquitted the Prophet Muhammad Besides this case, the Prophet Muhammad was involved in many other court cases, but he always spoke the truth and always submitted himself to God Almighty. The Holy Prophet Muhammad was also worried about his followers that they may fall, fall into the practice of idolatry. One tradition states, Abada bin Nasi told us about Shaddad bin Aus that he was crying. When it was inquired, inquired from him as to why he was crying, he replied, I have remembered something that I had heard from the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam that made me cry. I heard as Apostle of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam say, I worry about my followers and about their hidden desires and idolatry. The narrator states that he asked, O Prophet of Allah, do you think your followers will indulge in idolatry after you? On this, the apostle of Allah replied, Yes. However, he said, However, my followers will not start worshipping the sun or the moon or idols or stones, but they will indulge in hypocrisy in their daily actions and they will suffer from hidden desires. If any of them started the day in a state of fast, and some desire caused any interference with it, then he will abandon the fast 
and will get occupied with the desire. So keep these matters in mind and look around you. The world is immersed in a lot of artificially artificiality and uh, pretense and even the Muslims are not exempt from this. Some offer their prayers to show off to others. Some go to perform their hajj as a false pretense. There are many other hidden desires as I have already mentioned. Many forgo their daily prayers in preference to their worldly pursuits. In fact, the Holy Prophet has already said that one who is fasting will break his fast to get involved in other affairs. The Prophet Messiah has then said that the second evil is not to fulfill the rights of human thing, human beings. It is your duty to treat fellow human beings with affection and all grievances. Purify yourselves of malice and envy. It is a fundamental principle that in order to create a peaceful atmosphere of love and brotherhood in any society, one has to sacrifice one's emotions. The more one is able to sacrifice one's feelings, the more his heart would be rid of all grievances and malice and more he would develop the emotions of love and affection. The Prophet Muhammad has made it a condition for every Ahmadi that he will not be overcome by sensual desires, whatever the circumstances are. He further stated that it is incumbent on every Ahmadi to desist from a causing harm or unnecessary hardship through his emotions to his fellow beings in general and to the Muslims in particular. He should do this neither by his tongue nor by his hands. This is the discharge of the rights due to man and wonderful proclamation of promoting love and affection in society that an Ahmadi makes when he joins Ahmadiyat. He who does not act on this injunction should ask himself if he is being sincere to the promise he made at the time he took his uh, pledge at the hand of the promised Messiah How is he going to tell others if he is not being sincere to himself? In short, when every Ahmadi controls his anger, only then will he win the hearts of others by his conduct and spread the perfume of love and affection in the society. The promised Messiah says, Remember, there is great enmity between emotions and reason. When anger and emotions take over, Reasons cannot exist. But the one who is patient and shows tolerance 
is given a divine light that creates in one new powers of reflection and wisdom. Then light manifests light because hearts and minds become dark with anger and emotions. This darkness produces further dark darkness. So if you want to enlighten the world, you have to create an environment of love and affection starting from your own homes to the entire society and indeed the world we will have to curb and control our emotions of anger to spread this divine light that the, that has been given to us by the true servant of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in this way while we will be creating an atmosphere of love in our own society we will also be fulfilling our pledge that we made to the Prophet Messiah al-Islam and be able to absorb the love of Allah the Almighty what expectations does the Prophet Messiah al-Islam have, have from his Jamaat I mentioned some before I present another extract that clearly shows how he was occupied day and night in, in, in improving the standard of piety in his followers and thinking how he could mold them to discharge the rights that belong to Allah as well as those that belong to mankind. In this respect, the Prophet ﷺ states, Until a man keeps his affair with Allah clean and clear and fulfills these two rights, he can achieve nothing. As I have said, these rights are also of two kinds. The rights that belong to Allah and the rights that belong to mankind. The rights that belong to mankind are also of two kinds. One is for he who has become your spiritual brother in faith, whether he is your real brother or father or son. They all have a special spiritual affinity. The other is true sympathy to all human beings. The most significant right due to Allah is the worship Him, is to worship Him. And uh, this worship should not be based on any personal need. Indeed, He should be worshipped even if there is no heaven or hell. And the love that a creature should feel towards his creator should not wane in any way. This is why there should be no question of heaven or hell in these rites and belong to Allah, uh, that belong to Allah. With respect to the sympathy for all human beings, my faith is, Prophet Musaya says, my faith is in respect for the, to the sympathy for all human beings, 
my faith is that the hearts is not fully cleansed until we pray for our enemy he says ud uni astajib lakum call according the holy quran call on me i respond here allah the almighty has placed no constraint that if you pray for your enemy he will not accept it indeed it is my religion that praying for your enemy is a practice of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says has tumar radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu became a muslim because the holy promise the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to pray often for him therefore you should not hold any personal enmities and you should not become a true tyrant i am most grateful he says that i am most grateful that i cannot see a single opponent of mine for whom i have not prayed two or three times i advise you the same and instruct you the same allah the almighty is as displeased with a person who holds unjust malice and injures others as he is with those who associate partners with him in one place he does not want separation while in another he does not want any association that is to say the separation of human beings from each other and the association of partners with him and this is the very same path that we should pray for the unbelievers this cleans and opens the heart and raises the spirit therefore as long as our jamaat does not adopt this practice there will be no difference between them and others in my opinion it is essential that if one forms a spiritual friendship with someone and one of his relative is of lower status then he should treat him with brotherliness and affection and should love him because this is the glory and majesty of god therefore those of you who have developed a relationship with me should become such a people about whom it is stated in on hadith wa innahum qaumun la yashqa jalisuhum meaning that it is such a nation whom companions cannot be ungracious uh, whose companions cannot be ungracious this is the summary of this teaching that the that has been presented in takhallaku bi akhlaqillah in short these are the teachings and the high moral values that the prophet messiah alayhi salatu wasalam wants to inculcate in us its summary is that the love for allah the almighty and the relationship with him should be such that it is free of any selfish motives worship towards him because that is the object of worship 
and it is that you are appearing face to face before him and that you are not prostrating before him only to obtain personal benefit but to win his love and player secondly love and sympathy for fellow beings should be such that the slightest injury to anyone should become a cause of pain for you so much so that if your opponent who is always ready to cause you hardship encounters any difficulty you pray for him pray for the removal of his hardship and pray for his reformation thirdly the promised messiah alayhislam said that allah the almighty wants to bring his creatures creatures together firstly un- unity between each other and secondly within their own selves this is why prophets are sent to impart teaching and guidance therefore we who are in the jamaat of the promised messiah alayhislam should try to unite the world we should also try to create their relationship with allah the almighty because allah the almighty does not keep his relationship with the one who does not do this if allah the almighty savors his relationship with his with us then the very reason for our life is finished hence it is the responsibility of every ahmadi that he should create pious changes in his life and thus fulfill the purpose of the advent of the promised messiah al islam may allah enable us to do so whatever spiritual benefits we have gained from this jalsa may we be able to make it a part of our lives and may we take away uh, all the blessings and may we continue to create an environment of love and affection in our society may allah enable us to do that amen now so according to the national president's uh, the attendance of this gathering is 208 whereas it was 120 last year alhamdulillah now we shall offer silent prayer and all of you join me please pray